in by Kulusevski. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Up the Spurs podcast. My name is Cooper, and I've got two friends here with me today. Uh, we've got Ian. Ian, how you doing? Oh, looking forward to this one, Coop. Doing well. Good to hear. Good to hear. Then we've got our friend Zach, who uh, he, he's braving. He's braving it, you know? Thought there was going to be some work, but no. Came right after. What a legend. Zach, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Happy to be here and uh, up the Spurs. Very simple intros today. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just chilling, chilling, and hanging out. Um, we've got we've got a lot to cover. We've got an absolute lot to cover. So I'm gonna just gonna dive in. Uh, first match uh, was the morning match uh, against Bournemouth, and it was kind of the the same eleven that you're planning on seeing. We got Vicario, Poro, Romero. Van Devine, uh, Udogi, Basuma, Saar, Madison, Kulu, Richie, and Sonny all in there. It was, I think it was a good performance. I don't think there was any fear at all. It felt like a very calm match. Um, I mean, Ian, do you have anything to add on like how you felt the match went? If there was any, anything, were you, were you worried at all that entire match? No, no, I think there was, you know, the the period at the start of the second half that had us a little bit on the back foot and was a little concerning. Semenyo, by the way, he's going to be such a player. Oh, my God, he was so good. Um, but no, I think, yeah, a little bit of the, the beginning of the second half, but I think the tactical awareness from Ange was incredible like he brought on the right players when we needed them to especially like i want to give a shout out to hoiberg i know like full of match we'll get to it later but he did exactly what and wanted him to do which was just steady the ship just calm things down bring us back to where we're in control of it and it, he did a great job there and then parasitch as well he continues to to shine which has kind of been surprising this year but no i think that uh, there wasn't really a period that had me too too concerned and we have the best midfield in the country yeah i still think that's a that's a crazy shout but i kind of like it i kind of like it well i mean after the bournemouth match completely agree not so much after <laughs> yeah. the full match uh if we're talking depth um a few team performances uh items related to this it was our sixth goal of the season uh both of those today or against Bournemouth. And then it was also our sixth one-touch goal 
I, I look back through all of our goals, all one touches. And I want to get into that later uh, because I do a whole uh, thought process on like the squad and I really wanted to dive into that statistic in particular. Uh, kind of kind of a crazy stat. <clears throat> 42. We had 42 one-touch goals last season. 15 of them were from set pieces, so basically 27. So we're like almost 25% of the way there just from a one-touch perspective. And I think that all has to do with Ange's play, but nevertheless. Uh, standout performers, we've got goals from Madison and Decky. It was Decky's first in 27 matches. Zach, for you, were there any standout performers uh, that caught your eye in particular? Uh, from that game in particular, uh, it was the James Madison show, I thought. Um, just still can't believe that we signed him. Um, fantastic, fantastic player. But overall, just kind of, it was a very good team performance on the whole. Um, I mean, you can say, you know, probably out of that, starting 11 Richie was probably the weakest um he had chances to to get some goals um kind of fluffed him a little bit um but you know like we said we'll get on to the full match here afterwards but I thought van de ven and Romero looked solid together um and I I'm glad that it it's seemingly Pedro Poro's spot to lose um I know Emerson had that, you know, goal in the very first game against Brentford, but I thought I thought Poro and Yudogi again, you know, especially with Yudogi uh, getting he, he got the assist for uh, Kulisevsky. So, yeah, just really liking what I'm seeing from everyone in the team in general. I think that goal will do Decky the world of good. Um, so hopefully going forward into this weekend, uh, we can we can see a little bit more of that. Um, but yeah, overall, like you said, <laughs> we were riding a high after Bournemouth. Yeah, after Bournemouth, it felt good. Uh, Ian, any standout performers for you uh, in particular from the Bournemouth game? Or are you kind of aligned with that? No, I think I'm bang on with that. <laughs> Madison is so good. Sar, I feel like uh, it, he maybe had some moments that weren't great. But overall, again, performing. Basuma overall, again, incredible. Uh, yeah. Udogi, man, the you know Paratici might be in jail, but he did us a world of good. Bentinker, Dogi, man. No, I uh, yeah, I, I think Richie, like Zach said, could have had a few. Didn't fall his way. Hopefully, they will soon. Um, Madison even should have had a couple more. I'm not gonna lie. I thought yeah. he should have had at least two two others that were pretty pretty easy. But uh, Coop, I'm I am excited to hear what you have to say on the the one touch goals because. I feel like that kind of ties into to the first game of the season as well. And what I noticed yeah. there. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I completely agree. Uh, it'll be, it'll be a fun conversation. I love your, uh, your both's opinions on it. I, I think Vicario, uh, what, what, so we have Venom, we have big, big Dick Vic. We need a new name. For, oh, we said, uh, what did we say? Venice Vicario, Venetian Vicario or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought Vicario was fantastic. Uh, another clean sheet, which is always great. I I don't know why there's something about like two or three goals and a clean sheet. It just feels feels nice and it feels tidy. That was the Bournemouth match. I felt like we were all yeah riding that high. Everything was great, but the Fulham match came along. It was 
totally different lineup than I thought it would be. It was uh, Forrester, Royal, Sanchez, Van Devine, Davies, Hoiberg, Skip, uh, LaCelso, Solomon, Richie, Parasit. Uh, where, where, so we got the two people keeping their position being Van Deven and uh, Richie. The the starting eleven from that. Were you all wanting to see a a better eleven or kind of what, what were, were were you guys interested in the rotation? Where were we? Listen, I Zach, I actually do want you to answer this first because I I don't know I I know from Cooper I have a I feel like a completely different opinion on this so <laughs> and I'm I'm not sure where you stand so I want to hear what your thoughts are um, so I saw on Twitter or X or no it's Twitter um all of the outrage and shock at the lineup but like that kind of caught me off guard because I mean, I knew there was going to be changes like Ange said he was going to give a lot of the guys who haven't played yet um, some minutes. Um, did I expect nine? Probably not. Um, I think I would have liked to seen one of like, we, we don't want to run him into the ground, but I really w- would have liked to seen Basuma in there because um, I feel like you know, as we dive into the match, that's kind of really what we lacked was that domination in midfield. Someone who can break that press and just retain the ball. Um, but overall, I, I wasn't as shocked as, as a lot of people were. I mean, like I said, Ange's comments were that he he was going to rotate the squad. Um, did I expect me, like I said, maybe that much? No, but Going into the match, I I still kind of felt okay about it because a lot of those players that we saw rotated in did perform for us. I know preseason is hard to go off of, and but even in cameo appearances, a lot of them had had moments. So I wasn't that concerned. But as the game started, yeah, it quickly showed that there were that there were reasons to be concerned. No, I I I feel like I'm closer to what you're feeling but cooper let's let's hear from you here what you've been you feel it feels like you've got something to say about this get it off your chest i i don't get it i don't get the rotation it doesn't make sense to me i i i like it's i struggle to put it into words it just doesn't make sense and i think the the part that's so frustrating you you can throw out the 15 years without a trophy, all that jazz. We used to actually compete in the league cups and FAs. Like you could throw all that out on top of that though. Ange's reasoning was he wanted to get a better look at everyone. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We know Sanchez is not good enough. We know Hoiberg and skip are not good enough. Like we know all of this. Why, why do we have to sit through a 90 minute match watching Hoiberg and skip pass it backwards. Just like it felt like Conte days at certain portions of it. And it was so frustrating, but that being that Ian, what do you think? Well, I was very in favor of it. I, I, Zach, you said it earlier, like Andrews come out and said, we have too many players. I will be making rotations He's been chiming every week in about how 
this is going to take time. We need to have patience. We need to wait. We need to bear with them. We've been winning. We won, or I guess we won two and drew one. We've gone undefeated for three games in the Prem. And even after every result, he says, you need to have patience. It's for times like this. Because we have a bloated squad. He knows that. We know that. He said he needs, like, that they need to cut players, but it's outside of his control. So him doing this, I think we know as Spurs fans the situation with half of our players, the Sanchez's, the Hoiberg skips, all of them. We know that, but we've only known that under very different tactics and very different managers. And so when he's here, he wants to get a feel for himself. There was preseason, which you get, you know, a bit of a glimpse, but preseason, we thought LaCelso was going to be a very good player for us. And I don't know if anybody thought Sar was going to be our starting center mid and yeah. stealing the show. Mm-hmm. There were questions about Udogi still and Poro still, but that was all preseason. And now we're here and it's happening. And let's be honest, the games that Sanchez came in off the bench was great. Had me questioning if we should even sell him. Hoybeard came in and did what he needed to do against Bournemouth. He earned a shot. Skip, we know, is going to just always run around and not really have much of an impact, but he's going to put in the hustle. He had 16 <laughs> passes completed against I think, I think in the first game, too, he had, like, the least touches in the game. Yeah, and I think that's tactical. But, like, how do you have yeah. 16 passes? We've got 60% yeah. of the ball. How? He was 16 for, like, 24. He misplaced yeah. a third of his passes. Like, here's here's where here's where I think this was this was a great decision, and I'm never going to support not taking a cup seriously, going out anything like that, especially when we're not in Europe. But here's the thing: all of all of the things that Postecoglou said, this is brand new. This is the start of a project. We need to have patience. This was that first step of really testing the patience and being like. I need you to just bear with me that I know what I'm doing because we are at the time was three days from the end of a transfer window with a squad that everybody acknowledges is too big and our owners aren't moving, or I guess, you know, should be director of football, but our owners aren't moving on them fast enough. We need to get them out. The times that he's played them, they've looked all right. So this was a chance to go, cool. You know, do I test this now? with time left in the window and see if we can just force anybody out based on a bad performance or, and if they perform well, great, let's keep them. Or do I test this in the premier league? Do I test this in the FA cup, the competitions that matter a lot more all in all, we were unlucky. We got a premier league team in the care about cup. Like, let's be honest, Chelsea played. Who was it today? Um, oh, I don't know. And then uh, Everton played Doncaster. Like, we got full of that was unlucky. But the point is he got a chance to show these players do not fit my system. They need yeah, to go. But did you see like did you sorry? Well, multiple things. Did you see the yeah. other the the rest of the draw for the Carabao? I saw City got Newcastle. Yeah, there was like Brentford, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Palace, I think, or it, like there were some good Premier League matchups. And we would have gotten home to Norwich. Like, I think that's in the hindsight of it all. Like, that's the frustrating part. But have you boys, Zach, I know you're a film guy. Zach, you've seen Truman Show, right? 
I have indeed. Love that movie. Great movie. Great movie. Ian, have you seen Truman Show? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I feel like Pochettino, Nuno, Mourinho, Conte, and now Ange are all Truman in the Truman Show. And the entire fan base is watching it unravel. Like, I I think about kind of what you said, Ian, saying, yeah, I've got time left in the window. I've got time left in this three-day window to be able to get rid of players. Oh, sounds great. He, like, he doesn't know. We know that it's not going to happen. We completely already see it. And it's just history doomed to repeat itself over and over and over it's it's kind of going off another film it reminds me if anyone's seen the new spider-verse movie how there's canon events that have to happen and i wonder if playing sanchez and getting knocked out in a cup is every spurs manager's canon event it's sanchez and davies you gotta yeah it's just something that they have to go through. And it's where it's like that breaking bad meme. We're sitting in the car screaming, no, no, what are you doing? And uh you just have to sit there and watch it happen. It's it no. sucks. No, that's that's oh man, that's great. That is so great. I mean, all in all, if I look at the like the cup, I'm not too I'm not too destroyed about it. Like it was the second round. I know there'd be a lot more matches attached to it. I think the frustrating part is it feels like we had so much momentum from the first three games in the Prem. We're on top of everything. And it felt like someone just unplugged the cord. Like we just kind of, we looked very Conte-esque. Like it was kind of sad. The the box of Hoiberg, Skip, uh, Van Deven and Sanchez just passing in a box basically just it was straight back and what i love about the new system is that when basuma gets the ball his first thought is to turn and go like it's not uh just go back or go sideways out to the fullback and the fullback will go back it's he's turning and going like i I, we didn't i don't know if that's hoiberg's skill set same with skip but it's it's evident evident that there are not players like the ugh, can't even speak, boys. I can't even speak. It's, <laughs> He's so upset. <laughs> he can't speak. No. No. Hoy yeah. can skip. Yeah. They're not good enough. Or they don't fit the system, however you want to look at it. But I think there's two things. One thing off of what you said, um about the confidence piece of it. Like we were riding this high and then we did this and oh man, we went out, especially on pens to Fulham yeah. in the cup. I genuinely think this gives our starting 11 more confidence or at least our midfield. I think when Madison came in, the game changed. I think Basuma, Saar, Madison are going to look at that game off of the bench. Like in real time, they're going to be looking off the bench going, I know how to make this happen. And they didn't do it. So they're going to come into this next game going, no, no, we got to show them the way again. We got to lead them to how this is going to be done. But also, you did mention something about Conte, which reminded me. I'd re- written this down earlier because, okay, every fan base has a stereotype around them, at least in the big clubs, you know, like City are plastic. 
United live off of history. Arsenal think their team is better than it is. Spurs are delusional. That's our stereotype. And I think this was a moment of delusion where we found ourselves back where Conte and Mourinho had left us off. Because let's think about Conte with the cup matches. Our complaint with Conte was he didn't rotate the squad and he didn't give players a chance. If we had gone through the Carabao Cup, and let's just say we kept the same starting 11, maybe made two or three subs, let's say we go out in a future round. Come March, we'd be looking back right now going, well, we didn't give him a chance in the Carabao Cup. We got knocked out anyway, and it was the Carabao Cup. Nobody cares, and we'd be complaining that we didn't give these players a chance. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, and just said what he's going to do. And he's done it, and we're reverting back to what we thought Conte, it just kind of where Conte left us. And it, it's not a good thing. I think we look at this and go, yeah, it sucks. It's one less League Cup that we have a chance of winning. But it's if anything, it's just reassurance to Postacoglu, to the squad, what works, what doesn't, who fits, who doesn't. And now some of these players he gets to look at and go, I gave you your chance. You didn't do well enough. And now I don't even have to consider you. I know who my starting 11 is. I know who I want to bring off the bench and what situations it unlocked a ton. And I think it's again, one of those cases that's like you learn so much more from your losses than you do your wins. Mm-hmm. And thank God this was the care about cup and not the FA cup or a Premier league match where let's be honest, we're undefeated so far and we're looking great. I don't want to say let's focus on that and ignore everything else, but the the whole point of the system isn't of this season isn't to chase trophies. It's to get our base so that come January and the summer we can make the signings we want based off of this build. I feel like I'm serious black yelling. I've done my waiting. 15 years of it. I, I've done it. I I just there are Man, there's so many like chances. We man, our stereotype is delusional, but it's also bottler. Like <laughs> for real. Like yeah. it's such like everything you, bad always happens to us. On, on that, did you feel this way though? Like the way that Postacoglu's got us feeling about Spurs. At any point, did you feel that under Mourinho or Conte? I felt it under. Like Nuno's no, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But Potch was I, the no, last I, one who made us feel this way. I will say there was a, there were a few games like in the Mourinho regime where it felt amazing. Like we were we were winning games that we shouldn't have won. That it was a new rush. It was a new feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, at at some points, I will say during Conte's spell, there were there were moments, but it's still. Like it was coming off of like, I was excited about the results. I wasn't as excited about the performances. Um, so I think like with Ange here, I know we're all frustrated, but it, I, I still, it's such early days, kind of like how Ian's been saying, and he does need to figure out his squad. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm hoping like, as Ian said, it's something that we learn from this loss. Um, I'm tired of having to say that every single year when it comes to a cup competition. Um, 
but under a new manager still figuring out his squad even as we're all sick of it i i do kind of understand where it's something that you know maybe he did have to experiment a little bit i don't know it's i i could go either way i'm just it's disappointing it sucks but i understand it in the same regard yeah that's fair that's totally fair speaking of like the squad and kind of we're in a weird spot with like the transfer window coming to a close soon. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. So less than 48 hours until it's closed, which is absolutely insane. And I feel like there's so much business that we still need to do. Um, we'll get into rumors later, but it feels like we did so much this window yet. We didn't do anything at all. I, I, I feel weird about it, um, but I, I kind of created a list of players that I think need to leave. And funny enough, it's all in the back, uh, back, back six for the squad. Uh, Forrester, Davies, Dyer, I think Hoiberg, Skip, and I have maybe on on next to Skip, uh, Indombele, Sanchez, and then I also have a maybe next to Sanchez as well. So I didn't absolutely hate him. Because I know, Ian, you were saying uh, we were talking about keeping him and stuff. And I, I'm there with you, man. I, I think I go back and forth, though. Is there any, Zach, is there any other players that you would add to that list other than the ones that I said? Uh, like heading out the door? That need to be headed out the door. Um, need, probably, probably, read, read it one more time for me. Forster, Davies, Dyer. Hoiberg, Skip, Ndombele, Sanchez. I don't know if I'd say Forster um, needs to head out. Um, I thought he had some really good saves in the game itself. Um, He just kind of laid down and took a nap for the penalties. Um, I'm fine with Forster. I think Hugo has to be on that list. Oh, yeah, Um, Hugo. Hugo's got to go. Regulon, I think, is probably on that list as well. Um, although I, I like Regulon, but it's just not, he hasn't featured at all. You could tell he doesn't have a future here. Um, it it depends. Let me, I'm looking through, um, probably Sess as well. Is he on your list? Oh no. Yeah. Man. Um, feels like high school seniors, like graduating and then coming back to the high school. Yeah. And then, um, because I'm scrolling right through right now the first team um, list on the Spurs site. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that like needs to go. I mean, do we need both Brandon Austin, Alfie Whiteman? Uh, I don't know. Um, Harvey White. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, I but but for like for the main main squad, I th- I think adding Hugo and Regulon to that list, and, I, Sess, and I'd be yeah. fine with yeah and Sess yeah. Um, I like Sess, but it's just it's just not going to work for him here. His hamstrings are done for. Um, but I don't think he'll get a move because of that. Because um, he's currently out injured. Correct? Yeah, or, yeah. I think one month or two months. Yeah. And I know Brian Hill's out injured, but I, I'd like to keep him around and give him a shot in this team. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, but yeah, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with Forrester uh staying and i'm cool with 
I'm looking through your list right here. Yeah, you're good. I'm I'm cool with Skip staying. Um, I think Pierre could. I think one of Skip and Pierre should probably go, and it's not going to be Skip, just given homegrown status, his age. Um, I think Pierre is probably the more likely one out of them. Tongi Sanchez, you know, we'll see. Given the links to Nottingham Forest and our links, obviously with Johnson, but. Yeah, I think those are the three that I would kind of add to that list that I would be looking to move on. How do you feel about Tanganga? Oh, yeah, we didn't mention him. You know, I'm in the camp of like, I'm fine if he stays, to be honest. I think homegrown status and the fact that I, I feel like he'd be a pretty good right back backup, to be honest. Like, yeah, I think if we play inside. him back at right back, rather yeah, than I, I as think a center back. And I think with like, he, like he's still, I mean, I know he's been injured, but he's still fairly quick. Yeah. I think he would kind of suit more so this high line. Cause he's, you know, he's a strong, aggressive, quick. He kind of reminds me of Sanchez in that manner a little bit, but I still think he's probably a, maybe a bit more technical. I, but I think Sanchez may be a bit stronger. I don't know. Yeah. One of them. How do you guys feel about the Celso? Zach, I know you love him, but. Yeah, I'm 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 big on Geo. Um I I would definitely keep him around. Depends on how much. What like what is your minimum? Let's say like outside the prem, we're not selling to a rival to strengthen anything like that. My minimum? Uh bottom for like what 40, 42? Because wasn't it like 25 and the 17 million dollar loan or I don't know. Let's see here. What I think I think it was around 42, 44, something like that. I mean, we'll say 40. If we bought him for 40, he's not he's just not worth that anymore. So it's like 25, maybe. I is that low? What do you think? Personally, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a fan of Geo. I would keep him around, but like him leaving, it would really depend on the replacement for me. Um, like we would have to have someone like good lined up to come in and I'm just not sure we haven't been linked with many other like creative mids in that regard. Um, Alfie and... divine. I feel like Alfie divine mm-hmm. can play there. Yeah. It's a shame. Shame. He's gone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it would really depend on the replacement, but I, I, I would just keep him around. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think, I think if we could get, Eze. If we could, yeah, yeah, if we could get Eze. But if we could get, I think, 20 million for him. Yeah. Now, again, like it's such a such a loss on the investment, but I think 20 million for him because let's say we even get a keep to 15 of that. I think we can bring in, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's it's so easy to say, like bringing a young talent is maybe not quite at the level, but can develop into this system. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be looking to do a lot of that especially with Postacoglu's weird connections across like random countries and yeah. he, him wanting to kind of take the, the Matoma route, which I fully support. Um, yeah. I, I think he's one that he didn't, he hasn't really impressed me when he's come on. He's just kind of been there. Yeah. Not really. You see the levels between him and Madison, but Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think for the the rest of your list there, Kubai, 
I agree with the only one I'd say like Davies, maybe he can stay. Like, yeah, he he's just he's like never gonna be in contention to start. But my in, thing is, in terms of the left back, who else are we gonna play? My thing is with Davies is I feel like he often gets lumped in with like Dyer and Sanchez and all of them just because of how long they've been here. But I feel like Davies is better than them. You know, I, I would rather keep him anytime any of those guys are like mentioned all because I, I get it. It's it's very easy to like look at how long they've been here. I would, I'd rather keep Ben over over those two or even some of the other players in the squad. I just feel like. Like most times you're going to get a six out of 10 performance from him. It's not going to be great. Not going to be horrible most times. Um, but I don't know. He's he's not as bad as I think some people make him out to be by comparison to some others in our squad. Um, and like you said, who else is going to play left back? I mean, Regulon clearly isn't rated by by Ange and um, Cess doesn't have hamstrings, so. See, the thing is, I don't, this is going to sound really arbitrary and like conceptual, but I don't really think you need to put a left back at left back in Postacoglu's system. Like I, I know for defending purposes, yeah, it needs to be someone that can defend, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a good example. But Perisic maybe? No? I mean, yeah, like for now, nah, I'd probably want Perisic like a lot wider. He's doing, he's been or, doing or well. Throw, throw M. Throw Emerson at left back and Moro yeah, at right back. Maybe. Like, exactly. That's the thought of, uh, I think Romero would be a great, like, left back, believe it or not. Like, I, I don't want to take him out of the middle, but like. I think, I think Van de Ven is, he's played there before. Yeah. He's way more suited to that. But I, I get, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. So I think that's the difficult part for me. I, I'm more it's kind of weird. I feel like we're always concerned about one thing, whether it's like wing backs or center backs or center midfielders. It's that's kind of where I'm a little worried. Like question for the both of you. Do you think skip will be here in three years? Like when we start the 2026 season, do you think he'll be here? I, that's such a difficult question. It's he is one of those Spurs players that would stick around for ten years. I hope yeah, does, to sell him though. I but does he feel him. like a winks where he's kind of he the, he feels very winksy. Yeah, yeah. The older brother didn't graduate, so he moved home yeah. and like he just stopped by for money. Like really, I feel like that's kind of what it is. Was at the end with winks, and I felt bad because I I loved winks. Like and then I didn't. And so I don't want Skip to ever get to that point. It's that man. There's something about like it being one of our own and stuff. And I, I, I think I think Skippy will probably still be here. I mean, he just signed a new contract last year, um, and that runs till 2027. Um, and like I said, with homegrown status, especially like let's say hypothetically, Ange Ball is great. We do make European competitions next year. That's especially going to be something we're going to have to consider even more. And I don't know. I, I mean, again, preseason is nothing to go off of, but like he did have good moments in preseason. Um, and I think, I think he's, I, I personally, I think he has the level to be as good as if not better or might be already than Pierre. So I just kind of, 
I kind of rate skip and I don't know. I think, I think like we said, it's early days. Maybe he gets more and more time under Ange and we'll see him blossom a bit more. I just think lining someone like skip with Pierre up. It's just, it it's a dynamic that's never going to work. Yeah. And, and so I think, I think you put skip and SAR together or just someone who has like different attributes. I just feel like Pierre and skip are too similar in nature like it's a player it's a type of profile player that you want to have but having two of them just makes what they lack even more apparent Mm -hmm. so i think i especially think and i'm sure we'll touch on you know our squad and everything a little bit more but i think getting bentinker back Mm -hmm. and like having maybe like skip bentinker or madison or you don't want to drop a suma but i'm saying like rotating that squad um, I feel like that's going to strengthen us so much. So I don't know. I there he's kind of more of a passenger player at times, but sometimes you need someone to do that dirty work. And I just feel like him and Pierre don't work well together. We've seen it. We know it. But yeah, right, I, I, I I think he'd stay. Ready for my hot take? Ooh. I think Winks is twice the player that Skip will ever be. Ooh. I think at one point Skip was when he was bossing. At the Bernabeu, like I think at that point, Oliver Skip won't even reach half of that level. I, I just, I'm worried. I'm really worried for the kid. Like even though Skip scored, was it two against Barca as well? I, I'm gonna call that sheer dumb luck. It's like it's like Makeda for Manu. Just it happened. Oh my god, two in a game and that's it. Just dies. Like it, it's all off the uh, off the record basically. I I'm worried that. Skip is very similar to Winks in the fact that there's not one thing that Skip does like astoundingly. It's all just okay. Winks was okay at everything, but he was a good passer. Like he could. I'll I'll give Winks is more technical. Like yeah, definitely. Like he could he could do a bit more with the ball. Yeah, you know what? Oliver Skip is the new Tom Carroll. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah, I love it. Bring it. Bring <laughs> it. I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I disagree. Uh, ooh, especially with the Tom Carroll shout, like that one's bad, but Spurs, like Spurs always have to have a, a, a young white English CDM that comes through. That's what we generate. Well, he's like, 22 still though. Like, yeah, but I'm saying Tom still, Carroll. Yeah. I, I understand. Oh yeah. Skip. Yeah. I, I feel like it's easy to slot him into that category. Oh, God, here he goes. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's I think Skip's going to be better than Winks. Yeah, yeah. Like I know Winks had that incredible game, but I don't know. I think I think Skip's got a lot more. I don't know. Yeah, work ethic or drive or whatever. I just feel like he'll he'll come good. But maybe I mean, I'm. I I also am accepting of the fact that I am a deluded optimist. So take everything I say about our players who might not be the greatest with, with, with a grain of salt. Well, here's, here's a, here's a, a question kind of off the back of that then, because obviously Zach, you're saying skip is, could be, or is possibly better than Hoybier Coop. You're saying skip isn't half the player winks was. And in my opinion, winks isn't half the player Hoybier is, Oh, I don't think he is. <laughs> but yeah, I know. <laughs> now that 
Hoiberg has been linked to Man United. And of recently, Atletico Madrid. That is true. That is true. Let's say Atletico Madrid's off the table and it's just United and they really are intent on buying him in the next two days. What is the minimum you sell to United for? Coop. 50 million. 50. Okay. 50, 55. Like straight up. Yeah. 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 Zach. Oh, that's probably the right ish range. I just hate the idea. Cause I like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Pierre's a bad player. Cause I, I, I definitely do think he gets a lot of stick from our fans, but I know he'll improve them. I just know he will. Oh, and like even for 55, like that would 50, 55, like that would hurt. In, in what way do you think he'll like improve them? I'm not trying, I'm not trying to poke the bear. I'm just like curious. I, I just feel like they lack that. Like what P- Pierre's really good at, like disrupting the play. You know, he's a Viking, you know, workhorse. Like he presses a, a lot and is able to like kind of calm down that a bit of their midfield. I think their midfield is so unbalanced right now with Mount and uh, Fernandez and Casemiro. I just feel like they need that bit more grit who can at times while he's not, he doesn't excel at it. We've seen at times like in the transition, he can thread that pass or something along those lines. And I just feel like he will improve them in that, in that space right there, that transition. Cause that's the kind of team. It seems like United is really like has players kind of suited for, but I just feel like they're kind of lacking that ability to make it happen. And like Casemiro is a great player, you know, fantastic player, but like, I just feel someone I, of having, similar... having Mount and Bruno that doesn't work. Field, yeah. That, that is never, honestly, I don't, I don't rate Mount at all anyway, Yeah, but yeah, it just does not work. Replacing Mount with Hoiberg. That's kind of a fire, like yeah. midfield three. Well, that's yeah. Kind of saucy. Yeah. And here's, here's also what I'm thinking. Like, okay, you look at United's attack, which, okay. First of all, by the way, United is in shambles at the moment. Like even United supporters, like, they're going through like what we went through towards the end of Conte of just Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. we don't like how we play. We're not doing well. What the fuck is going on? And we love it. And I don't want to give them any ammo to come back from that. And I think giving Hoiberg would, because here's, here's how I look at it. Look at their midfield and attack right now. They've got Casemiro's kind of that soul holding DM, which is not working Bruno and Mount in the mid as well with Garnacho, Rashford, and Anthony. If you bring Hoiberg in, not only does it become two holding mids of Casemiro and Hoiberg, or like a, a six and an eight, and then Bruno, you also can move Mount out to the left, and it's yeah. Mount, Rashford, Anthony. I hate Anthony so much, I don't rate him at all. But like moving Mount more into an attacking role and having Hoiberg alongside Casemiro. See, I think you'd want... Saucy. It's... I think you'd want Mount on the right so you could have Rashford still on the left. Who plays up top, though? Uh, I mean, I don't... Uh, Hoyland? Yeah, but he's he's out for a bit. Yeah, but like... I'm saying... I think Rashford... Oh, Martial. I don't know. Like, I, I feel yeah, like I... Rashford hates going through the middle. Like... I just... I don't think Ten Hag is going to not give Anthony a chance, though. Which, like, is oh, a major God, flaw, so and money. I love that. But, yeah, 
I yeah, I think Hoybier strengthens them a bit too much. So I'm like, I think 60 mil is gotta be like because 50 55, like that's a very good fee, if especially if it was outside of Man United or a team in England. Like if Atletico was coming in 55, you'd take that. Oh, yeah. You'd take yeah, that every day. That. Yeah. So the the reports with Atletico are 40 million. Would you take that drop in fee to get him out of the prem? And well, at least not so much out of the prem, but not to strengthen a rival. Mm. I I take it. He's 28, two years left on his contract, 40 million. Hell yeah. 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 I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. I because we paid what 15 in Kyle Walker Peters for him. No, you know? it was no, it, it was just 15 million because then Kyle Walker Peters was bought for 12. So it's oh, like that's right. So yeah, so it was like three. So and we lost Kyle Walker Peters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but overall, like profit on on a player who's like given us everything for two years. Like, that's, I'm, hey, no, that's Enoch in your okay, brain. You know, you're fair. Fair <laughs> enough. I don't Get care about the money, but yeah, it just I, makes sense is all I'm saying. Yeah. I love all the uh, the ex trolls that are just like, it's not your money, is it? Not your money. How much <laughs> do you care how much you're paying for? Him? Not your that's money. fair. That's fair. But I think when discussing how we think the squad is going to shape up. It is something that we kind of have to like take into consideration. I also think with, with Hoybier too, like if he was content with not being in the starting 11 and coming on and doing that shift when he needs to, by all means, keep him. Yeah. He respectfully, like he's too good a player to not be competing for a starting 11. He's just not fitting our system. Yeah. So I think, yeah, 40 million take him take the money and hopefully spend it, which I do want to call out one thing I've just noticed. So I was, I was looking at our squad and I got curious about our transfers because I know we, we fully bought Poro and Decky in addition to the incomings. Could we said it before? Like it feels like we've done a lot, but we also haven't, we have brought in a lot and then a lot of players came back on loan and we haven't had a ton of outgoings, but we have, Bought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players this window for 193 million euros. And we have sold two for yeah. 112. Are you counting Poro and Kulusevsky? Yeah, yeah. Like, Poro and Kulusevsky count on the incomings, which, yeah. All right, we've signed five yeah, players yeah. then. But at the end of the day, Poro was a $40 million fee. Decky was a $30 million fee. That's $70 yeah. million that Levy and Enoch have just spent that were we I, I was getting concerned over the summer we weren't actually going to sign Poro. Like I was getting concerned they weren't going to pull the trigger. I think at the time I would have been fine. Like honestly. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was an obligation and not an option though. I think Poro. it was an obligation if we made certain criteria happen, like if we finished in Europe uh, or something see, like I, that. Yeah, I, I I thought it was just a, a straight up obligation where we had to. I, there was some way out of it if we wanted hmm. to. That's what it okay. was. Because I know Alistair Gold was writing that uh, Spurs have um, activated the clause or something mm. like that. It was like an actual action. It wasn't met or something. I don't know. Uh, that's actually yeah, it's a good segue. Transfers. Like, Ian, you're kind of right about the lack of outs. There definitely needs to be more. Um, it, it's four have left. Uh, uh yeah in total harry kane obviously went 100 mil harry winks went for 11 mil 12 mil the lester yeah, not bad. Which, not bad. take that jed spence on loan out to leeds for a 1.1 million dollar fee 
Uh, Lucas left the club, obviously. Joe Roden out to Leeds yeah. as well on loan. Yeah. So, like, oh my God. half of those being loans. And we're losing Kane. Also, I just want to add, not that fussed about Kane. Like, no. I'm loving Big Ange instead, of course. But, like, knowing that he's gone doesn't hurt me. As it one, maybe I'm healing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Nice. I don't, I, I feel like it's something that we talked about that a lot of Spurs players or Spurs fans maybe didn't. But like, honestly, when I think about it, I just keep thinking back to what we talked about months ago was that we can't fully rebuild until Kane's gone. Yeah. We're, if, if he was here, we would still be playing differently because we would have to be feeding him. And rightfully so. He's, the best one of the best strikers in the world one of the best players in the world at the moment of course you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna play to that strength but now i if i'm being honest i think we need to find a new striker instead of richie i know it's still early and maybe the floodgates open you know he got the goal against fulham he's had chances they'll come we know he'll probably get like 12 to 15 this season something like that but i think I think we need to find somebody else. I Zach, I want to hear your thoughts about this, but I want to add, I think you finally saw, not, I, I thought this was probably one of Richie's worst games because falling over the ball and shit. <laughs> but I think you against finally... Against Bournemouth you're talking about? No, 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 I'm talking about Fulham. I thought oh, against was, Fulham. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. both. He fell over. Both. Yeah, he fell over in Bournemouth too. I feel like, this was finally the chance that you saw what Richie could do with a competent winger that can cross the ball in. I think, especially from the left. Sonny, love him to death. I think, oh man, I don't want to have another hot take. But like, I think him being made captain was a mistake in a sense. Like Because now there's this obligation to play him so much. And... I don't know. I I think why why don't you just make Madison captain like straight up? I I Sonny's the obvious choice. I I get it, but at the same time, there was such a a good chance to have actual competition for that spot. I don't think Perisic was good by any means. Uh, I thought his cross in while they were a man down because the whole shoe debacle, which was hilarious, we completely skipped over talking about that as well. <laughs> I know that was the greatest. I I think that's the first time that I've ever seen a team down a man like yeah here's also on injury actually get scored on like I don't know well, I always think about it does nobody on the bench have a size nine that he could borrow oh for real I know or like they don't keep an extra pair nearby for mm-hmm. exactly this reason that's what like, I didn't get yeah. weird he, he and like not only that but nobody else bothered to help and run off sprint down the tunnel grab it for him and sprint back it was just i uh, go on get it but I, yeah i love the fact we actually took advantage of the situation but it we're we're well past talking about that game i just no, i just yeah, love that good. we actually scored off of that yeah zach richie like I, I, you know what i'm okay to give him 10 more games like i, I really am like stick him yeah. through the middle and go zach what I, do you think yeah i'm that's kind of where i i mean he scored today and I think maybe that will get a lot of people off of his back. Um, but I don't know. Like you said, it was a, it was a good cross to him. 
I'm just hoping right now what it will do is it will open sort of given that even even though it was a loss and like it was a hard night to take just scoring that goal like getting that first goal for him in the post Kane era I'm hoping that's kind of what does it and a lot of people like make everything out about like oh it's been 30 some games blah 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 but like I and maybe it's just me maybe I'm wrong because obviously other coaches have played him there I have never seen Richarlison as a left winger like yeah at, at most he is like a left striker in a front two, yeah. but he is he is a much more central player. Like, and even when you would watch him at Watford and and Everton, like he would always find himself in like in in central positions, coming off the left, sure, because that's where he's more comfortable. But he was always kind of in those central positions, and I just think we've seen now four games of him actually playing as a striker you know in the center and he's scored one now um in probably like we said was probably one of his worst games for us but still ended up scoring so like i said i'm hoping even though it wasn't a great game from him it kind of gives him that confidence that's i'm hoping it's the same for uh decky because decky had gone so long without a goal um and coming you know kind of shading back to bournemouth i'm hoping like going into this weekend we'll see more of it but i'm i'm cool with giving richarlison plenty of more time in the middle it's just for me i still would like to bring in some sort of backup or which i don't think we're going to bring in another striker but maybe another versatile forward that could play either on the left or right so sun could move centrally because i think that's probably what we're going to see um going forward it like the links with straight up strikers have kind of died down and it seems like Sonny was probably going to be that one in the middle. Yeah. It's, if a great, it's not Richie. Yeah. That's a good shout. It's a good shout. Um, the, it's a great transition for winger strikers uh, talking about transfer news. Uh, we thought we had Fati. Now we don't have Fati. It was a wild ride. It was about four hours of madness of, Oh my gosh, this, this, this thing's done. It's it's great. It's 99% of the way there. It's like, by the way, Brighton just took him on loan. No obligation. It's like, of course. You know? It's just like, uh, of course, at the end of the day. But I, I'm really... I'm really interested in Brennan Johnson, but I'm not 100% confident. Like, Ian, are, are you... Are you in on Brennan Johnson? Zach, I want to hear your thoughts after as well. I think he's done a great job over the last two, even three seasons. Um, I'm, I'm interested in it. I think it's a bit strange that that's what we're prioritizing, especially at the price we're looking at too. Mm-hmm. Like 40 million, something like that. Like 40 to 50. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's left footed, right? He's, he would essentially be playing in the same position as Decky, which we need to actually look at Richie and Son competition for. Yeah. I think it's strange, but I do think he's a great player and he's young. And when he when he comes on or when he's playing for uh for Forrest, he's attacking, he's dangerous, he's threatening. I don't hate it. It just it 
I don't have any emotions attached to it. I'm just a little confused, but like, hey, if we're going to spend 40 million, like, let's let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I feel like Brentford are also in for him too. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens there. Zach, do you think we get him? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably one that does get done just because we, we have to get someone else in. Um, it's been reported that he's kind of Ange's number one want in that forward, that forward position. Um, so that's kind of enough for me to say, yeah, let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, but also like I was kind of looking on Twitter today and it looks like Forrest are kind of close or being linked with like Callum Hudson, Adoy. So, mm. so that might be their replacement for him in some regards. So kind of dope. That's kind of dope. Yeah, so I think I think that's kind of good signs and it kind of points to this being done. And, you know, the roller coaster that was with Ansu Fadi today, you know, up and down. But like we said, we said it uh, two days ago when it was being linked that, hey, this is who Ange wants. This is his number one target. And I think today, like, you know, with seeing Ansu kind of like the, the big star in the headlines, like it got everyone like, Ooh, you know, Oh my God, that's awesome. But I don't know. I trust Ange and Ange has been the one that has said before, like I'm the one who knows what players are best for my system. Like he's kind of publicly said that word for word, essentially. Um, So if this is truly someone he thinks is um, that guy, um, then yeah, I'm I'm kind of for it. I think it would be exciting, you know. Yeah, Ugh, he's just... got that burst of acceleration too, and you know, right? He's kind of more of like a traditional touchliner than I. I think that's Sunny. Like, that's his wish. Like yeah, that, it's that's a weird. It's a weird part for me. It, it seems like a low bar for a wish. You yeah. know, when you think a wish, you're like, ooh, I wish for. You know, the the greatest of greats, you know, I wish for a James Madison, you know, that right. that seems like a, a, yeah. a decent wish. I but, think we need to be buying at that caliber. A yeah. James Madison caliber. Yeah. But I'm also kind of on board with whoever Ange wants just because he's made me feel good. Yeah. Hmm. You say we need to say that caliber. So essentially what you're saying is we would need to buy to look at replacing one of our front three? I'd say I, I don't love the term replace, but I think to give like competition to Kulazewski. Okay. Do you do not see Brandon Johnson as giving competition to Kulazewski? Actually, hold on. Let me ask you a different question. Is that where your concern lies in our front three? Is Kulazewski? No. I think it's... I mean, I straight up think it's through the middle. And I almost wonder yeah. if Brennan Johnson would play through the middle. Like he's interesting. Like the the forest front three rotate all the time with mm-hmm. Gibbs White, Awoni, and Johnson. So I don't know. I wonder if he can do a job. And he feels like he's fast as hell. Yeah. And that's all you really need. Like hold up play and fast as hell. And I think he's actually all right holding it up. I don't know. I yeah. I wish we would be more adventurous with it. That's it. Ooh. If you had a choice, and Zach, I'm going to come to you with this as well. If you had a choice, and let's say, like, take out, let's say this was a month ago. A month ago, you had a choice, or two or three weeks ago, you had a choice 
at going for one last player in the market. So, are, are you ta- are you talking? Oh, an attacker. Okay, an, an okay. attacker. Yeah, yeah, I was let's, like, let's, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, an attacker. Um, I think. Uh, I would have loved. Like, I think it was Numai. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, he just went to I think OL, and then. I think it was Barcola who just went to PSG. I think a tricky winger. I would have loved Doku like straight up. Yeah. I think that would that's, been... that would have been insane. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Pino, maybe I, I just, I feel like we, Oh no, no, no. Nico Williams. That's who I'm going with. Nico Williams. Like, not the, not the forest fullback. The, not, is it the, the other? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> The athletic Bill Bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Neko? Oh, probably. Either way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Nico, I, I, I'm going with Nico Williams. I just feel like tricky winger who's fast as hell. Get him in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zach, what about you? Ooh. Um, it's kind of tough. Um trying to I'm trying to like I'm trying to rack my brain as to like like I think I, I wonder if it's a bit too early in his career, but like if if we wanted more so like a, a Harry Kane like replacement, I think like Evan Ferguson, someone like that would be, you know, a shout uh, it would cost stupid money to get him out of Brighton. And now we've got, you know, Felice coming in who seems to be really talented, but I don't know. I, I think some... I think kind of someone younger that can come in like that. Cause I'm not as concerned with our wings. Like I'm okay with son and Decky, especially, you know, Decky's age son's kind of more of a concern. Cause he's getting up there. Um, I'm trying to think there was a really good target that I had. Cause Coop and I had this discussion of like what I think, a few pods ago or something we discussed this and there was someone that i said but then immediately after we ended the pod i thought that would have been the player i would have said and of course it's escaped me again but matoma i don't know matoma would be awesome 150 mil yeah yeah i mean it's we got it we get yeah it's net but i don't know maybe someone yeah. maybe like an out and out striker who's still like yeah. young i don't know it's fair and do you have someone you- in my... I know I said before Colomuani would have been cool to yeah. see us go for at striker. One that recently I saw has been linked to Chelsea that I really, really enjoyed watching for a while was Rafinha. Uh, Barcelona's Rafinha? Barcelona, Rafinha. Yeah, Bar- mm. uh, Rafinha and Ferran Torres are linked in a double buy deal to Chelsea, which how are they buying players? But yeah. we'll save that for I don't... another episode. <laughs> I love Ferran Torres. That'd be kind of baller. I, I know either one of them would be cool. Yeah. Um, but no, I think yeah, one of one of them three, Rafinha, Ferran Torres, or Colomani would have been cool to see us go for. But yeah, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I think I think right now it's so hard to even look at incomings when we know we have so many outgoings we need to make. Like I I just struggle yeah. to like if I see we're looking at getting somebody. 
like Brennan Johnson with all of this, I'm like that's awesome. We're willing to do that right now. I'm I'm never gonna not be in support of that, especially a young, talented pacey winger who can who can who's done a bit in the prem. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, what when are we gonna start offloading all this dead wood that we've been saying for the last two, three seasons? Well, if the links are anything to go by, and they're not, we know how the media is. It does look like some things in the past few days have been heating up. You know, if we want to like transition talking a little bit about the outgoings. Yeah. Um, Dyer to Bayern. Dyer to Dortmund. Yeah. Dyer is a, seems like a hot commodity for like top German clubs now. And I wonder if it's so good. Why wouldn't they be after? Yeah. I I mean, keep going. Doing great. (laughs) They're listening. Someone translate. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's weird seeing like out of nowhere, but he's been left out of the squad. I think it's been made very clear to him. At least that's kind of the way it seems that Ange has told him you're probably not going to play here mm-hmm. um, and not being in the squad, even for a cup game. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes. Um, so we've seen him being linked out. We've seen uh, Tanganga and uh, Tongi both like, links out have kind of been heating up these past few days. Yeah. And Dombele said no to Genoa. And mm-hmm. now he's in talks with inter potentially. I mean, if inter could save us, that'd be beautiful. Napoli saved us last year. It's inter's turn. Sacrifice up boys. Let's go. I just, uh, oh, that'd be great. Mm. Uh, yeah. Tenganga no longer an option for Torino. Apparently that kind of fell apart. I don't know. We touched on Hoiberg to Man U. Uh, man, it feels like there's not many outgoings. Like Hugo, I, Hugo's getting his contract terminated. I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, I, I just feel like there's so much to do. And we do this every year. Yeah, Ian, you kind of said it well, man. Just every single time. Regulon also uh, was linked with United. Um, oh yeah, forgot about that. Probably it's probably not going to happen because it seems like Kukurea, um is going to go there, which is a weird move. Let um, United have him. That's going to oh absolutely weaken them even more. It's a- absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I I think it's kind of going under the radar a little bit. It looks like we might get some players out the door. Um. But I'm kind of worried about the lack of links to another center back. Yeah. Um, you know, there were it, it was it was seeming like that was like our next priority position, and now we've kind of shifted that to another attacker. But yet, like if Van de Ven goes down, like I'm yeah. I'm I'm back to like shitting my pants every week, you know, having to watch us defend. Because yeah. like there was the links with Adarabio or however you pronounce the name, but like uh, he, I don't know if he's still going to Monaco or what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just worried for that that left center back. I will like another also, option. Yeah, I will also add Sanchez. Uh, there was the bid from Ren today, nine million mm-hmm. euros. Like, yep. if he's headed out the door, kind of what are we doing? I just, uh it's so, it's man, so spursy. Yeah. It really is. It really is to be a 
a club that needs a 25 man squad and have 38, 39 on your books. You would just hope that even though Paratici isn't here, kind of the way he operated was he would have just a lot of targets lined up, ready to go. So I'm just hoping that if slash when some of these players leave, we're ready and on it. But Spurs being Spurs, I don't count on that at all. Um, so it, it makes me really nervous. Like I, as much as I don't want it, I can just see a Van de Ven injury coming and then we are, we're screwed. Yeah. Don't you and now the world. our backup, backup option, Coop's favorite Clement Longley is no longer on the table. Oh, I rejoiced. I completely <laughs> rejoiced. I was so happy. It was a great sight. So today's been truly a roller coaster. It has been. It has been. I do have a question for both of you gentlemen. Um, other than Kane and Bergwine, who was the last player that Tottenham sold for $20 million plus? I'm going to have a very dated shout and say Kyle Walker. Okay, that's Kyle. Kyle Walker's your guess. Ian, Ian, Zach, what about you? Ooh, this is tough. It's tough, right? I had this thought today. I was like, this is tough. I'm trying to think how much did Trippier go for? Because Trippier I think was Trippier's one of them. No, no oh, it says one? 20 million. I'm going off of euros, whatever. Okay, uh, fair. Trippier's in that. Yeah, but there's one other player that I'm mostly thinking of. I'm drawing up a blank. You're good. Ericsson. Like, oh, he was like 20 something to enter. Yeah. And okay. so, like, I think about that. And I think, like, that's the last big player that we've sold that just shows how decrepit our squad has become. If, for instance, Ericsson leaving, you got to think Delhi left for free, basically. Um, Dyer still here, Sanchez Davies. The goat Matt Darty terminated. Oh. Did you see he <laughs> scored cut. twice, by the way? Uh, really? In the, I did not uh, see that. In the Carabao Cup game. That he doesn't surprise like me. It's just something about 66. something about Wolves. You know, he's yeah. he was that guy for Wolves. And um, I don't even think uh who's the manager? Gary O'Neill. Um, yeah. I don't think he plays wingbacks. So that's the, that's the thing. Like Goderdy just he meshes. transcends transcends needing a position. <laughs> no, I was happy for him. Uh. Yeah, no, I I yeah, I liked I liked having Matt, but um, that's crazy, and it's it's crazy when you think about the last one being Erickson because how many years has it felt like it's been, and we've been crying out like every single window we need an Erickson replacement, we need an Erickson replacement. 2019 that he was sold. That's how it's crazy, man. That's rough. Yeah, it really is. Um, oh, and last question. Uh, I thought about this today. After Ndombele said no to Genoa, and now he might go to Inter, probably not. I feel like DiMarzio is always just reporting on this crap. Uh, is Ndombele the worst signing in Tottenham Hotspur history? Oh, worst signing. I think he's the biggest flop. 
in terms of how much we paid for him. Okay. I Zach, think, you think he's the biggest I don't, think, I don't think he's the worst signing, though. Yeah, I, I think biggest flop, just given price tag, okay. I, I'd agree. But I don't know if he's, like, the worst, worst signing. Then who's the worst signing? Goldado's got to be up there. I, I, I was going to say, it's probably got to be Bobby. He um, actually just, scored a few, though. Like, maybe I'm remembering it too fondly, but he actually scored a little bit. Yeah, but he also, I feel like... The hype had, around him at the time? Yeah, I feel like he missed so many, though. So maybe isn't, wouldn't he be a bigger flop, then, if he missed? But it wasn't the fee. It wasn't his $70 yeah, when, million. When I but I, I hate to flop, I think of, like, the fee. The expectation versus the outcome. Yeah. Okay, well, oh, come on. Were you not expecting so much from Saldado, I, though? I wasn't. I was not. Well, I had never God. heard of him before we bought him. You know who I... I oh, sorry. Sorry, keep going. No, 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 I was just saying, with Ndombele, like, we saw the highlight reels. We yeah. saw the flair. I had such high expectations for him, and I think we all did. And especially, we we shell out a record fee for him. Like, yeah. he he had a much higher expectation than Soldado did. I feel like, in. but then I feel like Lacelso has to have been up there. Like that getting Lacelso was a major coup. Sassignon, like, I know, I know. Thinking about it now, it's like ugh, it's disgusting. Like, would you put Sanchez in there? Sanchez is a good one, exactly. Like that first season, though. Yeah, I was gonna say. Other than the first, he season, had the potential. He it feels like he still does. That that Mohawk Mohawk Sanchez first season different player i'm telling you that's it's weird i think it's players like i can't guarantee it i can't there's no theory around it but if they have an iconic haircut and change it it's just it goes for them man you i'm telling you eric dyer grows his hair out one more time he becomes that player that united wanted for 50 million guaranteed i doubt it that's fair <laughs> man oh my god i doubt it i hope i never see him play again uh no, that's be too depressing. Uh yeah, no, I just feel like when I think about flops, yes, Indombele is a massive flop. Like, of course. But I just feel like it's probably just the future being remembered like as the better times. I don't know, Jansen. Of course. Hold on. I do have two other shouts for oh, yeah, worst yeah. signings of all time that just hit me. Fazio. No. Kirakesh. Oh my god, I was so excited for Kirakesh. Like <laughs> yeah. or Stambouli. Stambouli. Stromboli. Yeah. Strombolini. Kapu. Or uh, I mean I, I, he, he wouldn't be all right. Kapu, yeah. But in Kudu, after being held up in a in a hotel for a month straight, not being able to be let out, like Clinton. Just, Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. Yep. I thought he was going to be. Oh, Lamella. Come on. Don't he's you def- dare. His Rabonas have paid oh, for themselves. Uh, oh, Ian, come on. Ian, I am not a Lamella fan. I know. <laughs> his passion, his Rabonas, his come injuries. On. Oh, God. I'm going to miss him. <laughs> the fact that Lamella is known for getting red cards and Rabonas is just beautiful. That's That is art. Right there. 
Man, I was excited for Richie. I was excited for Lucas. Like, hey, Lucas, Lucas, we can't, we can't put him in that same conversation as a flop. Yeah, who else has Ajax? I, I know. Come I on, know. peak, peak, Lucas was great. Yeah, I we, yeah, you got to. I mean, you have to give him that. I, I was. Oh, no, 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 sorry. I wasn't saying more was a flop by any means. I was saying like. Oh, you were hyped for. I was just hyped for. That's what I was starting to get into. Or players I thought would be amazing. I remember at the time, and of course, again, I'm delusional. I accept it, so it's fine. Um, I remember at some point being like, I was, I think it was a group chat with friends. I'm like, I'm telling you, man, Lucas is gonna come here and be reborn, and he's gonna be the next Sala. And it's gonna be insane. Cause he's I was like thinking he's so quick and just his feet are so quick, but Headless chicken. Headless yep. chicken. Really is a headless chicken. Ah, good times, Luke Smore. Uh, well, gentlemen, I, I'm i struggling to think if there's anything else to add. Uh, big match coming up against Burnley. Need a win away at Burnley. So I'm kind of glad we're getting the away matches out in the beginning right now. Maybe we yeah. can bring it on home soon. Uh, Ian, Zach, is there anything else you gentlemen want to add? Just, I have one last question. In the final days of the transfer window, like, how many players do we think are coming in? One for me. You think one? One, one coming one. in, two going out. Yeah, I see. Three I think. Going. I think. I, I think we'll see a lot more outgoings. Like, I, I think some moves will materialize or contracts will be. But I, I, I'm hopeful we get at least two in. I'm hoping for a center back and an attacker. I just don't know if we'll get one. Like I know, realistically, I know. Yeah, got I know. yeah, Ashley Phillips and Dorian, yeah. getting them in the lineup, lads. Bring Let's them go. up. Bring them up. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening to us today. We'll check back after the Burnley match, but uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And how about you, up them Spurs? You've been listening to the Up the Spurs podcast with Cooper, Zach, and Ian. You can find us at Up the Spurs Pod on Twitter. We are not anywhere else besides Twitter. Uh, you can find Ian at Ian underscore Arch, Zach at the THFC, and Cooper at an American Spur. Thanks for listening. Music by Jean Claude and the Eclairs. As always, Up the Spurs.